When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Speakernomics Podcast, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, Robert Kennedy III, RK3, that's me. Speakernomics is a show where we flow and go and help you to know how to grow a thriving speaking business. Why? So you can change the world, of course. Now, join me for the journey, will you? Today, we're talking about MySpace. No, I mean, High Five. No, Friendster. Uh, what? Reddit. Twitter. Facebook, Snapchat, Twitch, TikTok. Oh my goodness, where are we? And why do I always feel late when I get there? Today, we're gonna talk about the ever-changing world of technology and how that hits us as speaking professionals. To share that with us, we have the expert, a big expert, my man, Burton Kelso. Burton, how you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing great, man. Just living the dream, man. <laughs> Trying to stay out here out in these streets. Oh, well, you're in the streets. Well, wow, that's, I, that, I don't know that if that's safe. We, we gotta get you inside. We gotta get you inside, brother. <laughs> Right. <laughs> On the show, we love to bring super value from the top. So what is that one magnetic, can't live without it speaker tip that you brought with us, brought with you today? I would say it would be get on LinkedIn and update your LinkedIn profile so that it shows that you are a speaker. Speaker bureaus and organizations are on LinkedIn looking for speakers all the time. If you can't share that you are a professional speaker, you're going to get looked over and missed out on all those gigs. So get on LinkedIn. Wow. We're going to dig into that in just a little bit. But before we jump in with Burton, we want to hear from you. Over the past few weeks, what we've been doing is highlighting some of the voicemails that you've shared with us based on questions that we've asked in a prior episode. And if you have not had a chance to do that, take the opportunity to do that today. Go to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Go to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. All right. Let's get into it. Our guest today, Burton Kelso, is a chief tech expert. He's a dude who removes people's frustration with technology one key at a time. A guy who literally reads all of the owner's manuals. He's a cybersecurity expert and speaker whose clients include the Illinois Bar Association, Society for Human Resource Management, SHRM, a lot of us have spoken there, Keller Williams, and much more. Burton, I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Welcome, welcome, welcome again. Thanks for having me, man. I need to hire you to read my intro every time I speak, man. That was beautiful. Awesome, man. Well, listen, 
you talked about getting on LinkedIn right from the beginning here. So I've got a LinkedIn profile, man. I'm a speaker. Yeah, I speak. I go around to these different places. But what is it that I need to put on my profile that catches attention? I know it used to be back in the day, just your resume and you put your role or your title right underneath your name. What should I be doing as a speaker to catch the attention of those who can hire me? Well, one of the first things you want to do, other than putting the word speaker in your description or in your bio, you want to start linking your speaker reels or your speaker videos in the featured section on LinkedIn. If you look at a LinkedIn profile, if you scroll down just a little bit, you'll see a section called feature. And there you can actually put either your speaker reel or different events that you've spoken at in that section. So if a speaker bureau or if an organization is looking for a speaker and they want to see what you do, rather than them having to go and go to your website, if you post your videos under the featured section, it's all right there. That way you can give speaker bureaus, you can give organizations looking for speakers a one-stop shop as far as your skills as a national speaker or an international speaker. Yeah. Our entire show is not going to be about LinkedIn, but I do want to address a little bit of an elephant in the room here. <laughs> a lot of us, anytime there's a platform that is popular or taking off, there are those who don't use it for ethical purposes or they may not use it effectively. And so a lot of speakers are scared about going into the in-mail or the inbox. They don't want to seem spammy. How can a speaker, aside from just putting speaker in their profile, how can they connect with meeting planners or those who can hire them without seeming icky, salesy, spammy? Well, it's all about the relationship when you're talking about organizations hiring speakers. So the first thing that you want to do is to make that connection on social media. It doesn't necessarily have to be LinkedIn. It can be any of the social media apps out there. But you don't want to start off with the pitch of I can speak on this or that or the other, or I would be great for your conference. Start out by just starting that relationship letter saying, hey, I don't know you or I do know you. Let's get the ball rolling and get this relationship started so that you can see what I can offer as a speaker and you can quickly access me since we're connected on social media. Wow, that's fantastic. Now, that is a little bit different than what LinkedIn was. I mean, I think relationship has always been the top thing, but it was a little bit different back in the day. And at the beginning of the show, we talked about all of these different social platforms that we've been going through since about 2003, 2005. It's been almost 20 years. Whoa. It has been. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> How does a speaker keep up with the changes in technology? That's a tough one. One of the best things to do that I would recommend with any speaker is to get in contact with a technology speaker buddy, somebody who has their ear to the ground and knows what the greatest trends in technology are. Last year, crypto and meta were hot, but if you're still pitching those topics to organizations, you're not gonna get selected. We're at ChatGPT now, and for the average speaker to keep up with that technology, it's hard. Mm -hmm. You can set up Google Alerts, for example, to get alerts when there's new and emerging technology, or even a Google Alert for technology news. But the best way is to develop that relationship 
with one of your speaker colleagues who's into technology to find out how they can leverage emerging technology into their presentations. Wow, that is, I, I love that. And you just mentioned ChatGPT. How are you using ChatGPT right now? Man, Robert, I'm scared, dude. <laughs> Not a, because of the AI perspective, but it is still in beta. Mm -hmm. So I think right now, ChatGPT should be used in a beta mode, meaning that you're trying it out, you're seeing how it could affect your business. But there are a lot of things that haven't been addressed. For example, what about that copyright law? Mm -hmm. What if you tell it, ChatGPT, to create a great speaker dialogue for a talk that you're going to give? Is it going to plagiarize someone else's works? You have to be careful because this technology isn't perfect. So right now, play with it. But I don't know if I would do a deep dwell into ChatGPT in your speaker business right now. Well, maybe not ChatGPT, but there are other AI. Should speakers be leveraging these tools to build their talks? <laughs> I would say you could go as, as far as Grammarly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That is AI. So definitely, if you are writing your own material, use some Grammarly because at some point you're going to have to submit that presentation. You're going to have to submit those speaker notes or handouts to your audience and go as far as Grammarly to make sure that your sentence structure is correct and that your spelling is, is on point. But you're absolutely right. If there is any AI out there, then I think any speaker should grasp it and try to incorporate it into their speaker business. And AI is all around us. It can boil down to your speaker website. If you get the prompt or the pop-up asking a prospective organization that's looking to use you, integrate it into your website. So it seems a little bit more interactive, but look around and see if there are ways that you can incorporate AI into your speaker business, because in the end, it definitely will take it to the next level. How deep do we need to go? Because there are a lot of different applications. There's a lot of different technology. Things are changing and I need to be ahead. So I'm bringing value to the organization. But how deep do I need to go in any piece of technology, especially if it's going to change in about six months? I would say probably go no more than thigh deep in technology because as you just said technology changes quickly so what's hot today isn't necessarily going to be hot tomorrow or even six months down the road so get a little taste of it because again you have to run your speaker business and you don't want to get so involved in a piece of technology that you're drowning in it and you've got to climb your way back to the shore in order to get back on footing with your speaker business. So get in a little bit so that you know a little bit about that technology and how it could benefit you, but you don't have to go into the ins and outs of how specific technology work because doing so could put you in a hard place when it comes to your speaker business. What do I need to do if my business or my speaking topic is not necessarily technology related? What should I be paying attention to from a technology perspective as I build my business? Obviously, one of the things, and this doesn't even have to do with AI, just the basics as far as what type of technology you're carrying around. Mm -hmm. You don't always want to get the best equipment, but you want to get something that's going to be solid. So, for example, if you're doing 
virtual presentations and you don't want to necessarily drop four or five hundred dollars on a camera to start off with your virtual presentations especially if you're just getting into it same thing with your microphone if you're doing virtual presentations do middle of the road and get your feet wet and your little bit of your thighs wet and find out if it's going to work for you and if it does work and you want better then invest into more equipment as far as technology that you carry around there are events that want you to have your own laptop when you present mm -hmm. and sometimes i see that as an advantage so to stay versatile with your hardware that you carry with you on the road you want to make sure that you have multiple up so maybe carry a windows laptop and a macintosh laptop because some venues work better with one versus the other same thing with your clicker you want to make sure that you have both are dual devices so that if one fails the other one will be a serve as a backup but again don't invest too much time or too much money into your technology just enough that it's good and it's going to help you deliver a solid presentation hey friends graham baldwin here with the speaker lab hey do you want to double your speaking revenue this year 2023 if your answer is no then you're probably listening to the wrong podcast but if your answer is yes you should definitely check this out. It is a free live training on the exact five-step system that we've used to help thousands of speakers grow and scale their speaking businesses. This training is live. Yes, that's right. It's not pre-recorded. There's nothing for sale. Just head to thespeakerlab.com slash NSA training. Pick a date and time that works for you. We hope to see you there. How do I future-proof myself? Because over the pandemic, Zoom went really large. It, it, it scaled up really quickly. And of course, recently we're hearing that Zoom is now laying people off because uh, the demand and the money is, isn't at the same way, at the same place anymore. So how does somebody who invested a lot of money and time into learning Zoom for virtual presentations now future-proof themselves for being able to know things, but not over-investing, as you mentioned. Again, that's when your tech colleague or even your Google Alerts are gonna come in so that you can see what is going on as far as technology is concerned. Now, future-proofing is very important because you wanna make sure that you're in the speaker business for the long game. Mm -hmm. So as far as investing in future technologies, you want to hold on to the technologies that you know are stable like for example if zoom goes away are you familiar with skype because sometimes you can use skype for virtual learning you can use google video in order to do alerts so and that's why i say you don't want to go too deep into one technology you want to become a little well versed on different areas of technology so that if one goes down the tubes then you've got a backup that you can always rely on in order to keep your speaking business moving forward especially when it comes to the technology that you have to embrace so based on that what's the line between being a market leader being ahead of the game being an expert and knowing just enough so that you're not you know, diving too deep down a rabbit hole? I think an expert is in the industry. So for example, if I call myself a technology expert, that means that I know all the ins and outs of a particular technology or all technology, mm -hmm. and it doesn't take away from my business because my business is technology. But let's say that you are a leadership speaker, a keynote speaker who happens to deal with wellness. You don't want to get too lost in the weeds with technology that it takes away from your craft. So you, again, it's always a great idea to take a little taste of whatever technology may be emerging. But if you find out that it's taking away 
from your business that you're not able to hone your craft, you definitely want to back up. And technology definitely is a challenge because Robert, as you said before, it's always moving. Yeah. So it's really tough to stay on top of it, but keep holding on to your core tech. And then when you're able to branch out, take a look at those new pieces of technology, but don't get sucked in where it's consuming your life. And the best example I can use for that would be social media. If you're told, yeah, you've got to get into social media, you don't want to get so caught up in it that you know, you're missing out on gigs and it's taken away from your speaker business. So do it in moderation. Yeah. That would be the best, best advice. So your background is cybersecurity. Let me ask that question because as we experience all of these new technologies, you're jumping into chat GPT, you're filling out those quizzes, you're doing all of these things on Facebook. All of these little breadcrumbs are collecting information about you as speakers, how do we protect ourselves or what are the security patterns or what what should we be aware of from a security perspective? The most important thing people need to take away from cybersecurity is that it's a human problem. It's not a hacker problem that hackers are able to break into your devices. Mm -hmm. As you stated, most people get sucked in by filling out quizzes, by clicking on links that they shouldn't be clicking on. So knowing that cybersecurity is a human problem, and if you've been hacked, you're probably the cause of it, you definitely wanna make sure that you up your cybersecurity game to the point that you understand that you don't wanna click on any unnecessary links. If you get calls asking for personal information, you wanna hold off on that by just giving it out blatantly and call and physically talk to the resource of the company that's claiming that they want this information and find out if they were the ones requesting the data. But uh, in 2023 and beyond, if you definitely want to future-proof yourself when it comes to cybersecurity, make sure that you are self-aware of what's a cyber threat that's being pitched to you versus something that's realistic. One of the things that I will say about cybercrime is that, Robert, you can have the best defenses when it comes to your security, when it comes to your speaker business. But all it takes is one click on a link or one click in an email or or message from social media and your speaker business will be brought to the ground. So always be aware of cybercrime and make sure you're doing stuff to keep help keep yourself safe. I love that. What we've covered a lot of ground here. What would you say are the top two mistakes that you see speakers making when it comes to technology? What questions do you keep being asked? Oh yeah, you have an outdated technology is huge. Uh, Think about it. Let's say you've got a reliable 10 year old laptop and you're asked by a speaker organization to provide your own laptop when you present. You show up, your laptop can't hook up to the latest and greatest things that they have in place. I mean, how embarrassed are you? And there's no spare laptop. And Robert, I'm going to tell you, I've been to a lot of speaker events where I've had to loan out my laptop because someone's carrying around something antiquated. Another thing that I would mention, too, as far as keeping up on your speaker biz, Mm -hmm. it's always a good idea to keep copies of your presentations up in the cloud. Doesn't matter if it's Google Drive, OneDrive, Box, Dropbox, you name it. You may be asked to provide your presentation in advance, but if you ever get stuck in a pickle where they lose your presentation, if you store your presentations up in the cloud, no matter where you are in the world, 
you can always bring that presentation down and continue on with the show. Wow. I chuckle because I've been at a place where somebody had only VGA and, <laughs> and the company with, and, the, and the conference was, they, what were they? They were USB-C HDMI only and they were stuck right. and nobody, nobody had a dongle. So this person, this speaker <laughs> was stuck. <laughs> Robert, I want to know the end game to that. Were they, did they have to go without the presentation or uh, how did that all work out? They just had to go without their slides. They wow. just had to. They just had to present, and and they did a good job. I I just know that sometimes when you expect to operate a certain way and it doesn't happen in that way, switching in your brain on the fly, engagement with your your audience, transitions that you intended to make, aren't always the same. Yes, there's some speakers who are expert at being flexible. Not every person is that way, especially if you're talking about a technical topic and you expected the, some of the, the the lifting to be done by what's on screen. <laughs> so. Right. I was going to add this, too. And I think as far as your tech is concerned as a speaker, I think it's our jobs to show professionalism that we're prepared mm -hmm. for any tech situation that we run into. And I think it isn't necessarily going to lose you gigs in the future, but as event planners and organizers, it helps make their job easier when you're able to come in with the technology, hook it up and be ready to go. So when you say be ready, what are the things that we might want to keep in our emergency kit from a technology perspective? Uh, batteries, okay. for example, <laughs> for your clicker, yep. Logitech, whatever brand, they're going to take either AA or AAA. And sometimes you get on the road and you speak and you're using your clicker and you forget. And it's, I've used this, my battery's dead. So yes, batteries is very important. Uh, again, a backup laptop would be an import, important, or at least finding out if yours fails, is there a backup that you can use that's on site? Mm -hmm. Again, making sure your slides are not on a USB stick only. Make sure you, they store them in the cloud. And I will tell you this, USB drives, thumb drives, whatever, are known to be unreliable. So if your slide is only on a USB drive, it could fail at any moment. Yeah. You could break off the end in a device and you're stuck. So store that stuff in the cloud. And then finally, I would say, make sure that you're backing up your presentations period because what happens if you're in the middle of one and you have a catastrophe where it wipes everything out yeah if you can have a backup you can restore from you where you left off if you don't you got to start again from scratch and no speaker wants to be in that position yeah i think one thing that i'll add to that is having some adapters or dongles extra around because I've been to several events where the tech people didn't have the proper connection. And it was because I had mine that saved the day. So you also want to look like a star with the AV people at your events. <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely right. And I will agree 100% with you because I've been in those situations as well. Okay, this has been fantastic, Burton. And we end every episode with a question from our guest for the audience. So what's the question that you brought with you today? The question that I have for today is when was the last time you backed up your computer, smartphone, or tablet? Wow. And I think you will be surprised to find out the answer to this. It's incredible. 
Yeah, I, I think mine is set to auto backup. <laughs> I hope it, so. <laughs> it better be. <laughs> I hope so. There are a lot of people out there living on the edge. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, listen, everybody, when was the last time that you backed up your device, your computer, your smartphone, your tablet? Go ahead and share that with us. I'm sure we'll get a chuckle or two. Leave your message by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That's speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Oh, yeah. This has been phenomenal. We went to the past and we're going to the future still. When you get there, how will you fare? How will you leverage that future? Well, you've got your answer in your hands and in your words. Make sure that you make a plan, go for it, follow that plan, and then be sure to join us next time on Speakernomics. This has been Speakernomics, the podcast where you learn more about how to speak, get paid, repeat. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.